Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. I'm one of your co-hosts, Josh Elder. Along Off the rails already. <laughs> alongside of me is uh, Mr. John Chetta. Hello. Um, Henderson's not here today. Yeah. So you just get us too. <laughs> yeah. Which as if you've listened to us for any period of time, you know that when Henderson is not here, we go off the rails. Yeah. And there's nobody to draw us back. So so just you know, buckle, buckle up. up. Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up. So we we've started uh this series on bend or, or burn and and when we use that expression it actually John uh magically no, I shouldn't say that, but um, amazingly came up with that that uh, title. And it, it comes from the idea that we either bend to society's pressures or we burn in the furnace of public opinion. Hey, look at you. See, I can remember. Nice. I can re- which means if I can remember that, that was a good line. Yeah. You know? that, well, thank you. Yeah, because oftentimes... That's, uh, I promise you, no, nothing to do with me. That well, was- it was good. So... The first one, if you listen to us the first time, we we talked about the the furnace, the actual, literally the the story of the furnace with Shadrach, uh, Shadrach. Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, and um, and we really zoned in on the fact that they did not bend to, um, the will the, of Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, to worship another god yeah. rather than their god, and and we kind of brought that forward to how oftentimes society desires for us to bend the knee to to it rather than to what God's God's will is. Yeah. And so we thought a good scripture to really bring us back into this conversation is from Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And I'll read it for us and uh then we'll we'll talk about it and see if uh see if we can pull together a full podcast without Henderson <laughs> Palmer here to um and you know what else we miss when Henderson is not here? is his amens you know yeah, like no definitely and John's i can't talking I, and he's like i can't amen. yeah i've told amen. him he, I, I think i've told him in the past i'm like you know he amens better than anybody i have ever heard oh man he's on so, it oh yeah he's on it mm. so romans 12 2 says do not conform to the pattern of this world amen but See, it doesn't. It just doesn't work. All right, I'm I sorry. Felt like, I felt like it was good. Did it? Did right? it was, all right, all right, did, go with it. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, Amen. <laughs> but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to. We're just going to start you, you this. Gotta, we got to start it over. All right, Romans twelve two. Would you Forgive like us. me to read it? Yeah, why don't you read it? Forgive us, Lord. <clears throat> Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Yeah. So, um, do not conform to the things of this world. Right. So, and, and, and I think like when patterns, the patterns of this world, we actually, recently saw an abuse of this scripture which was talking about that they took the scripture to mean hey look this shows that you can be in any form you want yeah like and you decide right and that was kind of the way they were using this right do not conform to the pattern but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and um 
I don't think really that was the use of the scripture at all for us as far as um, conforming to the pattern of this world. Yeah, I so there was a, well, you know, I don't know how much detail we should get into this particular thing, but there's a video going around um, where there's a, a man kind of dolled up in church, um, and uh, he is doing a children's moment as uh, his, his evening character, uh, cleverly named Pentecost. Um, and this is a, a seminarian um, for uh, the United Methodist Church and um, on track to be an ordained elder. And, and so there he is. He's teaching children's moment. And, and however you feel about that, look, that's, that's up to you. You know, that's, uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm really not making a statement about that in this podcast. What, I'm, what we're talking about is that the, so the pastor of that church told the children, he used this scripture to kind of suggest that that is what Pentecost was the, doing by doing dressing, by as, dressing a as a woman. And, right. and so do not conform to the things of this world. This is why uh, this is this glorifies God. And I, I look, I, again, you don't have to have any strong feelings one way or the other to be able to look at something like that and see that, first of all, that's an abuse of Scripture. Right. Um, and in, no matter what your beliefs are, that's probably not the most appropriate thing to be happening in church and to use to use the scripture that way. So, cause I would argue that that is the exact opposite of what this scripture means, because it is right now, the things of this world, the patterns of this world tell us right. that we can be whatever gender we, we think we are, even right. if it's not even a gender, right. Um, you know, we can be a cat or a wolf or, right. you know, so that's, that's, that's really the pattern of this world these days is, yeah. is, is that anything goes and nothing is wrong with anything. Yeah. It's a deconstruction of any, uh, uh, a basic block. Okay. So, a deconstruction of okay well you say there's genders but there's really no genders you know right. or you 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 say that uh marriage is between a man and a woman but there's really no marriage like or there is a marriage but it can be between three people it could be right. between yeah you know uh whoever uh it could be any number of things you know that are the basic block of of somewhat of civilization for us um and there's an undermining it of truth ultimately yeah. that's what you know that's I, a post-truth kind of culture that we are, we're in it's a post-truth where it's uh whatever is true for you yeah you know yeah yeah philosophically so when i was in um in college i was a, a philosophy major got my uh bachelor's in of science my bs <laughs> <laughs> yes sir you did <laughs> or was that, i don't remember if it was my ba it was one of them, but, uh, philosophy. But, yeah. Philosophy. That's is that a BA, art? It's it? a BA, right? It's a BA. I mean, it's B it's an art. It's, it's something. so, so anyway, it's one of those, but I got it. Yeah. Um, and, and part of, part of what philosophy always was tending towards was to try and find what is truth. Uh, yeah. what, what are, what are things we can hold on to? And, um, and, we talked a lot about postmodernism and all these big words that people throw around all the time. But what it basically means is, is that, um, in our day and age there, people have gotten to a point where they're saying, look, there really is no truth right. that there's only subjective truth, which if you ask anybody to define that, it's really hard to do because they say it just depends on the person. Right. And, um, so there's no objective truth. There's no objective reality outside of us. I always tell people, you know, 
first of all, as being a philosophy major who didn't really like philosophy very much and graduated in it, I loved philosophy for a lot of reasons, but there was a whole lot of vanity in mm -hmm. philosophy that I really disliked um, of people who just wanted to be smarter than everybody else. But one of the things I, I always... That's totally not you, John. <laughs> exactly. It definitely, <laughs> definitely was me before the yes. Lord saved yes. me um, and still rears its head. But... Um, but one of the things I would tell people about about that idea that, you know, truth is just subjective is that only in a only in a a rich, you know, spoiled. Yeah, that's the word I was going to use. Spoiled society. <laughs> yeah. Could you even entertain that idea? Yeah, yeah. OK, like in other words if you're trying to work for a living to provide food and, and you don't know where your next meal comes from, or you just care about clean water in your life, yeah. guess what you're not asking the question about? Uh, is this really water? Right. Uh, you know, right. like, uh, why don't I call it something else? Like uh, really good juice, you know, yeah. like <laughs> that doesn't happen. What happens instead is, is that people are, are working for survival and, and they accept reality very much because reality has hit them upside the head and said, if they don't work, they don't eat. And, and this is a particularly, a particularly evil, um, thing to me. Um, because what it really, for me at least, and I and look, I, reasonable people could disagree, um, but this is how I how I see it. Um, Just not is, right, reasonable. Yeah, people. well, you know, I could agree with you, but then we would both be wrong. <laughs> right, <laughs> the, right. uh, um, but it's this is a continuation, and I'm not sure, like chicken or egg on this one. I have no idea, but but being that I think it's rooted in like the original sin, um, the the I certainly think that the evil was present before either of these. But this idea that um, the the new age philosophy of like the power is in the observer. Yeah, you know, right. you're, you're right, creating right, right. your the own secret. reality. The secret the stuff, secret. yeah, the secret. Uh, the secret to is to some your extent. God. Uh, what the bleep do we know? If you've seen that documentary, which is kind of entertaining to watch, but it absolutely abuses quantum physics to like no end. Right. Um, and then there's the same company who this production company did that one did um, a, a, a documentary called The Three Magic Words. I think I might have told you, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast, I'm going to say it real quick because it, it can get lengthy if I let it. Um, so there was a time in my life before I had um, solidified my belief um, in who Christ, uh, who Christ is. Um, and, and I was just open to different kinds of spirituality that I could somehow connect to Christianity, which now I would completely reject um, most of that thinking, and if not all of it. But anyway, so I was watching all these documentaries on, on quantum physics and spirit, trying to explain spirituality, and, and I got into it. Like, I got into the secret. Now, you would never know. My life did not, like, manifest into, like, <laughs> glory and wealth, you know, you that, as they Oprah? promised. I didn't, um, you know, and, and funny enough, that was actually my goal. I wanted to be Oprah. Um, no, the, uh, uh, but I got into that, and then... Um, what, uh, what the, it's called what the bleep do we know I mean like I'm not telling you to go watch it at all but um, but it was that same idea you know the that the the power is in the observer so if I and look it's it goes beyond the power of positive thinking which even still I would say is are you could argue with a little bit yeah. um, but uh, it, it what it's saying is if I want a new car then I gotta just imagine I have to ask the universe for that car and then manifest that car in my reality right 
Go tell that to the person who's starving to death. Right. Go just manifest a hot dog. You'll be fine. Right. Uh, You know, just think, you know, think that thirst away. Right. Um, It's, you know, kind of. Why is it that it always seems to be those who are already rich, famous? Yeah, yeah. This is how I got here. This, exactly. Because that's pride. Because I thought it. That's pride. Right. Yeah. 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 It was on my magic you board. You kind of want to go like, where's the gratitude for all of the no, things? For sure. like, no, for sure. No, no, I manifest sure. this. No, right. This is because of me. Yeah, so tell, um, it reminds the, me. So what was the three words? The yeah, three, yeah. Okay, so then they make this documentary called The Three Magic Words. And um, and this was the mo- this is what really st- pulled me back from that ledge. And I'm, so I'm grateful for it. Um, same same cast, basically. Same, same uh, quote-unquote experts being interviewed and and so it keeps going through this long i mean it was like a three-hour documentary i don't know wow. what i was doing with my life it was really long um <laughs> and they kept reference it might not have been three they kept <laughs> referencing the three magic words the three magic words the three magic words and so like at the very end and i'm like kind of into it i'm listening yeah, I'm, like, like, I'm ready I can't wait. i'm like it all makes sense to yeah, me they set it know? up for three hours absolutely i was i was uh, i was hooked and then it gets to the end where they're like do you want to know what the three magic words are i am god that was those were the three magic words. And I am God. And instantly, six-year-old me slapped me in the face. <laughs> because I remember being a child going, like, what crazy person thinks they're God? Right. Like, like what that right there is a sign that you're only because you'd hear about that, like, oh, the person thinks they're Jesus, or right. the person thinks they're God. And you'd think right. like that's obnoxious. Yeah. And here it is. Like, it, it, and what it what it was is it was it revealed this whole this new age uh kind of philosophy that what it's really the if you really distilled it down it's that you're trying to be god you want to be god and that is the original sin it is you can be like god yeah i mean you know it it always strikes me with uh adam and eve in genesis with one of the first things that is undermined so is truth yep so the first thing first question that the serpent says to Eve is, is, um, did God really say, uh, you know, did God, did he really say you couldn't eat from any tree? And Eve kind of corrects him and says, well, no, you know, every tree, but that one, every tree, but that one, you know, we could eat from and because he said on that that the day we eat from that tree we'll certainly die and then yep. the denial so first the questioning yep. and then the denial of what yep. god has said you is won't you won't die you won't die but god knows that when you eat from it you'll be like him yep and so the desire to be god led them to eat mm-hmm. eat from the tree and rather than become like god they actually certainly die every person listening to this will certainly die yeah. every you, you you know uh here's three words that you can depend on you will die <laughs> yeah yeah uh and it is not you are Did god you see i don't want to i don't want and look we saved y'all three hours right yeah, there. yeah yeah exactly um <laughs> what did we say but yeah the uh that so that i don't i just when you talked about there's a video floating around right now and it's like from the 80s so i'm sure people have seen this where the pastor is like making a point for easter and he's got the casket on stage no, I haven't oh seen that. Oh, my goodness. That. Talk about a fail. It was hilarious. Really? I, I sent it to my wife just because it was so funny. I mean, not that we like to see other preachers fail, but because we fail so often, yes, it's, it's it is, it makes you feel comfortable to see yeah. other people do it. Well, and then, um, you, and then you're not so afraid of it either. Yeah, yeah, so. 100%. So, but, yeah, he he had a, a, a like a casket standing up, and he's like talking about it. He's like, you're going to die, and he's preaching on that point. 
And, but, and I know he was going to the hope of the resurrection. Right. I knew what he was doing. But he climbs into the casket and covers it up, and the casket falls over and breaks, and he, like, falls out the back of the casket. I was like, oh, man, go home. <laughs> oh, Like, no. I don't know how you finish that sermon. But no. it stopped there, so I didn't get to see him, like, recover from that, which is always... Always enjoyable, but yeah, that's that's the problem with with yeah. with back pr- to the real things. Yeah, for the pride, and it's so the pride of our current culture right now yeah. is the idea that not only are you are God, you know, which is just ridiculous. I mean, I always always joke with people, you're God, okay, jump up and fly at this moment, right? And you're not going to, you know, why? Because you're not God. Because you have you're you. There are forces that are in control of you, just as we speak. Yep. One simply gravity. Uh, but beyond that, we're in this state in culture right now where we have such audacity, such pride that we actually believe that we can define who we are. Right. As though all of us chose to be born. There's not one of us who chose to be born. Yeah. And being born, there's not one of us who chose the faces. Well, some maybe some of us chose faces later on in life. Yeah. But but literally, there's no one who was born with the face that they were like, you know what, I'm going to design my right. face. I mean, you know, I can tell you that looking in the mirror every morning. Yeah, it's, you know. I, so the the scripture, um, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Um, for me, it, it's this. it's the same as like being in the world, but not of the world. Right. That's what that means. Right. Is we are called to be set apart. Right. From the world. Yeah. Not like, not eat its fruit so to speak right. you know well and, and that I, I love the way you know this is a very rich scripture but pattern of this world mm, yeah what is how does this world pattern itself yeah well one way it patterns itself is in pride one way that at least for, as far as if we're going to talk about our culture we could yeah, talk about no it specifically say it, it patterns it in pride it patterns it in um uh thinking that it can define itself it patterns it in um, doing whatever we want to do. It patterns it and all this kind of stuff. And it says, don't conform to that. In other words, if there's a mold that the world is setting for you, don't fill the mold. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we talked about it last time that we, on our first podcast on this, but um, we talked about how one of the issues with the way that we've seen culture change and knowing that they're not... Um, that we're not talking about like core convictions and that it just has to do with something else is that people have changed so readily within the past five or six years, 10 years about things that they before would have fought tooth and nail. And then now they're like, no, yeah. this is right. And what's changed is not really their hearts. What has changed is culture. Yeah. What's changed is the pattern. The pattern of the world has changed. And they said, man, I have to conform. Well, you look at the, story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the idea was, if you remember, that there was this, I mean, it was a, it was everybody who was anybody was gathered in front of this statue. Right. It was a brand new statue. Right. Brand new gold statue, and it was this was like its inauguration, inauguration, I can't say that word. Um, and yeah, sorry, so man. everybody, this whole group of people just accepted what they were told and it was the it was uh, as a one group they all knelt down and and worshiped this this new image right. you know all together yeah. um and there's there wasn't a there wasn't a first meeting of right. uh, why we worship right. this the statue or uh and you know that all of those people worshiped other gods yeah. too you know like so like this idea that you know 
everybody was just on board there. No. And I think we probably, I don't know. We, it's, it's right on the tip of my tongue. So it, we, maybe we already talked about it and I know you ca- cautioned me on <laughs> maybe if being you too repetitive. To repeat, yeah. Yeah. I will. Uh, um, but the odds of everybody in that group actually believing that this statue is their oh, God. No. no. No, and just like now, I did. Right. We did talk about that we last did. time. Yeah. It's, it sounded very familiar. just like now, yeah. right? Just like now. No, that's but that's true because that that's the issue, is is that you know in the the scripture and this is what I love. Two thousand year old scripture, speaking so directly to us. Don't conform to the world. Don't and and but then here's the solution. Like you know, it's easy for us to complain about the world or to complain about our culture, or to complain about you know, what we're set up. And let me add to it. It's not just the idea of, uh, there being no truth. Okay. There's also a pattern of the world that has to do with, um, a worship of money or a worship of power or, you know, any, any number of things that we could conform to in our society and our culture. So if you weren't part of the first group, we can find a, yeah. a, a group in the world that you might want to conform to as, J- as both John and I have, desires to conform to the world as well like the desire to to be successful um we i'm guarantee you john want even though he <laughs> i was trying to think yeah no, i was waiting for it, it. i know oh, i know come I'm on gonna, i'm not gonna pull me. it i know i'm not gonna pull it but but like there's a desire in our hearts to be as successful as possible, right? Should have, which you should have said. I mean, we all know John wants to be as successful as me. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, that's not what I was going to go to. I was going to do the like, even though he's failing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> his you desire, would never you know, would never it, know it. Looking John's at him right. and his trajectory, that was the right. Call. But he is aiming for victory and success. <laughs> that was it. That was. I couldn't pull you would it. Never the reason know. I couldn't pull it because it wasn't as good as that. I needed that joke. Uh, but yeah, like, but. Both of us, you know, we have the desire to be seen as great. I would say, sure. like, or uh, you know, the joke is well, like the opposite is pretty tough to deal with. So. <laughs> seen as nothing, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you know. But like, but but the joke is about pastors, and I think it's still partially true. Is every new pastor thinks that they're going to be Billy, Billy Graham. Graham? Yeah, yeah. Every new pastor thinks they're going to be that form. And yeah. uh, what are we really worshiping then? Well, right. then we're kind of conforming to the pattern of the world, which is to worship ourselves. Yeah. And you are God. Right. And so so we see this in the same, like, that's what I want. I want to be clear is, is when we talk about one group within culture that, you know, may be pushing for no identity or you determine your identity or whatever. Okay. That's one group. There's, there's plenty more where that comes from in every group in, in church. There's people who want to conform to the pattern of this world. Sure. There's there, churches, churches, there's businesses, there's, yeah. uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. So we can find the conforming to the pattern of the world, but here's what the scripture says. He doesn't end there because it's never just a critique of mm-hmm. the culture. It's never just a critique of the time. But it's, it's the solution needs to be offered, and it is offered here. It says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And and so this word transformed is uh, metanoia, or it's uh, uh, meta something. It's got meta in it. <laughs> Good grief. Listen, y'all didn't tune in to hear the yeah. Greek scholars, <laughs> so... 
just take a second but no but it's where we get the word it's metamorph it's metamorpho it's like metamorpho and and it's it's where we get the word metamorphosis Uh and so um and i know that or metamorpho something yeah it's got the little yeah 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 so but what it literally is and and if you think about metamorphosis it's it's the complete change of something you know and so what what paul's saying is is look we're not conforming to the pattern of this world. If there's a mold set by the world, we don't want to fill it. But in fact, we want to be transformed. We want to have a complete change of our mind, of a renewing of our mind. And like, where does that come from? It comes from God. It comes right. from the Holy Spirit. It comes from um, our faith in Jesus. It comes from following Christ. He's able to change and renew and transform our minds so that we don't fit the pattern of this world. Part of my issue always is, is that Christians think that we need to fit the pattern of this world. Yeah. That we, you know, there's one of the things, there's a sense in the church that, uh, you know, don't be, don't, don't, don't preach all of the scripture because it'd be a little too hard. Right. You know? Yeah. And we want to be, you know, gentle and we want people to find us acceptable and all this type of stuff. And it's like, well, listen, yeah, we don't want to offend anybody and, and we love everybody and we're trying to do our best we can, but ultimately we want everyone, including ourselves to be transformed. We want to, we want to enter into a metamorphosis of the renewing of our mind. And that isn't by the pattern of this world. The church isn't called to be like the rest of the world. Yeah. You and I are not called to be like the rest of the world. No, no, uh, I agree. Um, and then, so as the, I don't know why I'm still stuck on the, still stuck on the crowd. You know, I mean, we know what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, and that's great. But but I'm still stuck on the crowd because that's what I feel like we see a lot of today. And, and that, that yeah, is this group that may not necessarily buy into what they're saying and doing but it's because everybody else is doing it it's safety in numbers you feel part of i don't know i don't know what it is but but if you find yourself being one of those people i would caution you that uh it's that it's that quote um the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing and i would i would correct that for modern times and just say people right um because obviously that's that's the real men and women yeah right um but but for those who know the gospel, we have to stand up against this stuff. If we just let it go, then you have... We become part of the crowd. Yeah. So we're there with the crowd. Right. Maybe we're not voicing, but we're still bending the Yeah, exactly. It's like you're not being Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. No. You're just trying to disappear. Right. You just, just don't want to You don't want to fight. You don't, don't want the... No, you want a nice, simple life. Right. And, uh, and I just I'm I'm very personal about my spirituality, and I have a I have a personal relationship with God, and I don't right. tell people what to believe, and right. all of those things that we say, right? To just try, try, you don't want to offend anybody, and I get that, but at the same time, we are complacent, yeah, in the spreading of evil and the destruction of this. <laughs> anyway, well, it's no, I, I mean, a it's a, it, that, no, but, it's a good point because, like, just if you think about, like, um. Let's say there was a, um, uh, what do you call the, the place where they would uh, build a car? What do you what do you call that? A manufacturing. Manufacturing plant. plant. Yeah. Thank you. 
Just say that there was a manufacturing plant, and along the line is, is there were just people lining up, and they were falling into the mold of the world over and over and over again. And all that mold of the world did was lead them to death. Mm. Having them lined up on the mold of the world, you're sitting there on the sideline. Let's just say you're on the sideline. You're not in the middle of the of the um, the line that's going into the mold of the world. So at best, what you're doing is simply watching, watching as mm-hmm. as the rest of the world is destroyed. Um, and it's because you only won't care about your life. Yeah, I mean, you may as well be Nero at that point. I mean, like you like you watch the you just burn. you're just watching. You're just fiddling while the world burns. Yeah. you know, like. And I don't. I'm not trying. I really don't mean to come down too hard on like you, the listen, whoever is listening to this. No, we're we both we, of us. Anytime at, we speak yeah, about yeah, any of this, it's, it's speaking directly to us. Yeah. too. just understand we convicting our own hearts. Um, you know, the Lord convicts us, and and that's what we want to be. We want to be convicted by it because, you know, it's not okay. We're you know, I always tell I tell our people this, and and I've made it a, an intention in my preaching to continue to say it is is you're supposed to be weird, okay? Yeah, yeah. you're supposed to be weird. It's okay. Uh, a church that isn't weird at all is no good yeah. <laughs> as a church. It's not going to do any good. And the thing is, is we're here to do good and we're here to do God's will and we're here to love people. And if you see people on an assembly line entering into the pattern of this world over and over and over again, and nobody talks about the pattern of the world that's, that's creating this issue, yeah. well, then we're all culpable. I understand. I never want to cry out. Like right. the, it takes a lot of conjoling from the Lord and pushing from the Holy Spirit in order for me to stand up to say anything on any issue, because uh, you know I'm like anybody else, I want to go along to get along. Yeah, um, you, you know, absolutely. Yeah, so we can have it. And look, the scripture says this idea of living a peaceful life. There's nothing wrong with desiring to live a peaceable life, to be at peace with everybody. There's nothing wrong with that desire. What becomes wrong is when you try to do it at the expense of other souls. Yeah. And when you try to do it at the expense of what you see that is wrong in the world and you won't cry out against that thing. Well, because scripture also tells us, I mean, Jesus tells us to uh, love our neighbors. Love our neighbors. As ourselves. Right. And not to love our life so much that we aren't willing to give it up for him. Right. You know, like those... And that includes your popularity. That includes your... Uh, inclusiveness and and who you know yeah it yeah. includes your identity, all of those things. you give your identity to god because and it may sound counterintuitive to say loving your neighbor as yourself means telling hard truths or fi- fighting the you know, fighting the good fight but yeah you know just speaking out against the things that are evil the things that are destructive but but in truth you wouldn't want to be destroyed by something no and so to love your neighbor as yourself does mean protecting your neighbor from the evils of this world as you would want to be protected from it and sometimes that does mean it's like a parent who really loves their child doesn't mind being well maybe does i'm learning this lesson the hard way um it still hurts you want you want your child to always think you're the best but not at the cost of them doing something dangerous for them so it's like you have to you have to discipline them right you have to point it the, point out the guardrails and keep them safe and so it's that's real love you know just to watch somebody walk off a cliff is nihilism right <laughs> you know what i mean it's right. just like you i mean and that's what we're doing we're watching our our national culture go to hell in a handbasket and many of us are just eating popcorn right and i get it i get it you know people always say like 
there's a silent majority or whatever. Yeah. It's like, but I'm, I, I kind of wish they would maybe speak up. Yeah. And that's the thing is get a like, podcast and yeah, talk across. Everybody should have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Then we'll all have nothing to listen to because <laughs> we all do our own podcasts. <laughs> but like, but no, but for real, like find the way you can. That's not saying that you have to be Billy Graham. Right. It's not saying you have to be a great evangelist. You don't have to be the person. That, no, <laughs> heck no. Instead, find the place that you can make a stand. God will provide you a door and he'll do it again. Like, I mean, there's times when I've been completely cowardice in the Lord's direction. Like, you know, person asked me, why'd you do that? And I knew why, because God loves me and that's why I wanted to do it. Yeah. And so I wanted to, to honor God. And so, um, but instead I didn't say anything. And then I prayed to God and I said, God, give me the opportunity again and I'll tell him why. And the opportunity presented itself again. And I had that opportunity to do it again point being sometimes just simple things of telling people why God's important to you, uh, telling them why truth is important to you, telling them why we don't create our realities, telling them why, um, you know, all these things matter. The last part of that is, is it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve. So you'll know it's good what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We're not here to make ourselves God. We're here to find out what God's will is yeah. and to walk in it. And so if we can shut down that assembly line, maybe we, maybe it's not in the cards, I don't know, maybe it's not in the cards for us to, to shut it down or, you know, that part of society is, is that, you know, it, it, it ends up being destructive. No, I think our, I think our call is to stand in front of it and scream at people not to get on <laughs> and mess it. it up. You know, just like, I mean, that's what, I mean, that's salt, what John the Baptist was doing. He's the salt and the light. Yes. The salt and the light, you know, and salt is what stops things from decay. And so, uh, so I think, I think when, when we look at this of not bending towards what society calls us to it's not just forming into the pattern of this world but it's also being a part of calling out that we don't want to fall into the pattern of this world um so john why don't you pray us yeah pray us out what do you think let's hit the microphone uh father um father i pray for the world I pray for the world that we're living in right now. Um, there are there are areas in the world I think that are pursuing your will, but more and more it seems like uh, we're only interested in in ours. So I um, I ask you, Lord, to I ask you to continue being patient with us. Yes. To continue um, revealing to each and every one of us the the real the truth. Yes. Which is which is your love, which is you, yeah. Lord. Everything else is is everything that would pull us away from you is a, is is a counterfeit and uh, not worth it. So I, I ask you to reveal yourself as as you c- have continued to do in in our lives. Um, reveal yourself to those who don't know you. Um, be with the people who are listening to this yes. podcast. And if yes. if anything that 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 has come out is is applicable in their lives. Lord, I ask you to, to reveal that, to, to make the, to make these words kind of, to make them tangible, to bring this scripture that we discussed 
to life for them so that they can so that they can be convicted lord Um, we all need we all need your conviction conviction lord we need it um we uh we you are our loving father and uh sometimes oftentimes we are disobedient children and and we just we need that guidance from you lord we love you we thank you and it's in jesus name that we pray amen amen Thank you for listening to Let the Bible Speak. If you'd like to support us, subscribe to the podcast by clicking that little plus symbol on your phone until it becomes a check mark. You can also share these episodes with a friend. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. If you write us at letthebiblespeak at gmail.com, we will not receive your email, so make sure it is letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Thank you.